Welcome back. You are listening to an episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey, it is good to see you, mate. It feels like it's been some time. Luke Money Mayweather is back from the NGM <laughs> Grand. Oh, baby. <laughs> that fucking hotel Insane. has six and a half thousand rooms. There are, there are 12,000 guests every night. Holy shit. The average occupant, occupancy rate of Vegas is usually above 80%. Oh my god! Yeah, the MGM Grand around seventy thousand people will go through there every day. Now I grew up in P Naughty, Palmerston North. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fairly sure that was the size of Palmerston North. One hotel. It was just <laughs> it was yeah. staggering. That eh? is one hotel in Vegas. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was. Man, it was. I I got home and I started getting um, intrigued in, into like the size and just. What's the go here, and and what like what's happening? Yeah, like I, I mean, I haven't been to the states for years, but I remember going when I was a bit younger, and like I went to one of those like markets. Yeah, and it, I remember looking down the aisle of a market, and I couldn't see the end. I was like, it's not like, it's not like the warehouse is a big building. It's like this is thirty warehouse sizes yeah. in a car park. Yeah, the scale there's astronomical. Eh, it's very, it's <clears throat> it's. Not something that we're used to, and I think it's definitely one of my biggest takeaways. Like, I knew that it was big, but mm. it's just, yeah, it's it's hard to get your head around how big it is. Mm. And even Vegas, everything is big, and it looks close to where you are, and then you map it to figure out just how you're in the right direction. It's like, that's 1.5k away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and shit like that, and you're thinking, holy hell, and it just looks like it's close, but... But you walk around and you kind of, like, I'm looking at everyone, just trying to figure out, you know, are they American? Where could they be from? What's the what's going on here? But everyone's just going about their thing, eh? Like, no one's looking at you. They're, everyone's just on their own mission, yep. doing their thing. They probably just think nothing of it. It's just normal to them. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have randoms come up to you in the street and be like, are you Luke from Keep the Change? <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, when, <laughs> I go back to, <laughs> when I go back to New Zealand, I definitely did. Just yeah? about every day from... Uh, yeah, getting back on the Saturday through to I think it's now Wednesday. Haven't had anything on Wednesday, so yeah, day off. But Monday, oh sorry, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, keep the change. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Or someone coming up having you. Yeah. <laughs> I rocked into a car dealership on the weekend to look on an old car, and the owner comes out and goes, "Yeah, Mike, keep the change." I was like, "Well, I'm from Gunny Smith, but yeah." <laughs> hey, well, if you do see us, make sure you do say hello because uh, yeah, we're uh, we're not opposed to to having a yarn or a quick story. So make sure if, as well if you are learning a lot from this, a leave a five star review or b chuck something up on your social media of what you're listening to that you are enjoying. Now in this episode, just going to go through a few of the things that I noticed in America. It's just a little bit of fun, but there are some themes in here that I think will be interesting for people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think to just put a lot of them at the front before I get into some of my shit yarns from my trip, (laughs) one, just how big the joint is, and and we'll touch on some of those things. Two, how fucking expensive it was. My word, yeah. Noticeable, eh? Very noticeable. And I think when I went in 2016, A, inflation wasn't rampant, Mm -hmm. uh, and I was probably on a tidier budget so I was probably living like a little bit leaner yeah um but yeah it was pretty cool to go I think I might have said this on a podcast before we went where when I went last time I was kind of going on a a giant trip with a mate and a lot of it was 
I've got to watch my pennies and stuff like that. And there was a bit of debt involved. And uh, it was when I was selling my cue card. Cue card and selling my house in Harwater and seeing how much of that I could rinse. <laughs> this time it was all like paid for up front. Yeah. Um, you know, That's just properly. Yeah, and just felt so different. As an example, go to the uh, MGM to check in. They're like, yep, 400 bucks US to just put your card down just in case you touch anything in the minibar. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's 600 something dollars. But <laughs> yeah, everything's like, a grand. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, thank God I've actually got 600. It's not like, oh my God, you yeah. know, now I'm strapped for, for the 600. But you need some serious cash to, to do that place and do it well and, and have a good time. But obviously everyone's idea of a good time is different. But um, also... A different level of freedom over there. Like you just feel less restricted. Mm. And that was interesting. And so I wonder it, what that is, eh? It's it's almost like you are treated a little bit more like an adult over there. And here you go, make some of your own choices. Yeah. Here's some of the the boundaries are bigger. Yeah. And there's no one kinda like I didn't see there's security and shit everywhere, but like you don't see people being like, Don't do that. Don't have mm-hmm. that beer. No, you can't have that shot. And like, you know, we're in a couple of bars where we probably uh, definitely shouldn't have been getting served. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you wouldn't in New Zealand, but it's just like, yeah, do you want to ride that bull over there? Help yeah. yourself. And hey, you know, you're in Cali. Um, do you want some weed? Do you want some uh, Do you want some gummies? Take some of these gummies. I'm like, fuck are these gummies, man. But hey, look, you know, you've got to immerse yourself in the culture. Um, my favorite thing, man, to, to, ex- to explain this is that we're in these cabs and Ubers and shit and they're just running red lights. Mm. And I'm like, hey, what's the go here? After a few days, I'm like, I'm sure that you ran a red light, but I thought that was just a once-off. And this was, mo- this was mostly in Kentucky where we went to. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can run red lights here if there's no cars around. Like, why would you wait at the lights when there's no one else around? I'm like, amen. Yeah. I'm like, shit, you, you, where's your Jadabars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit. I want to take a photo of the Jadabars for Mikey. Yeah, it's like coming home to Kendi here then, eh? Yeah. And it was just like a, a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that was quite kind of interesting. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah, it just it felt more efficient, and this was cool as well. So we go to Kentucky, and um, to give you two examples of efficiency, so you've paid for an all inclusive at the the races over there. Now you can line up for the bar if you want, mm-hmm. but that's inefficient because we're going to create a line. So what we'll do is we'll just have once you're in the all inclusive area, we will just have people rolling around serving whatever grog you want. Mm-hmm. Beers, vodkas, seltzers, etc. Uh, made like cocktails. Wow! And uh, just tip the tip the server, and bang, get as many as you want. Take as many as you want. Like what? Well, are you only taking two? Right? You know? you, yeah, two with with the caps taken off because you know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't, they can't bomb them at someone. And then um, <laughs> you tip the tip the server, and off you go. And bang, there's no like. Oh, now it's okay. Well, do I actually want to line up and get a drink? It's going to take me ten minutes or whatever. No, nah. go, go before half time because you know the line will be too big at half time. Yeah. <laughs> so that was. So yeah. they think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just try and like speed things up, and because there's a lot of tipping over there, so basically people that are working in hospo or service type industries, they're not getting paid that much, and so you've got to then remunerate them. So you've got to tip them, and that can be hard to get used to because we're not used to it here. Mm. And so it does suck because it's costly, but the cool thing about it is you start to notice these people are very good at service. Yeah. So as an example, if you're in New Zealand and that person was rolling around with their beers, they'd be like, oh, would you like a drink? Uh, hey, got yeah. These dudes are like, they want to know where you're from. 
and uh, they want to know where your accent's yeah, from. Yeah, because they want what's in your fucking wallet. Bingo. Yeah. And I saw at the end of the day one of them with a bag of this just paper notes that they had. Oh man! Like, holy <laughs> shit! You had a good day <laughs> yeah. on the tools. And you know they're, they're standing there yelling out. Um, Drinks are free, tips are for me, dig deep, or something like this. You <laughs> yeah. know? And so then they've, they've got Fuck to... I love capitalism, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I just love it. They've got to put themselves out there a bit more, and they've got to actually serve you. Mm. And, you know, they answer you questions, and it's like, oh, can I take two? Of course you, of course you can, man. Have as many as you want. Mm. Uh, just shit like that, because they're, and they're, like, quick on their feet with how they talk to you. I, and re- I remember when I was there, man, I remember thinking, wow, the service is... A step above New Zealand Day. Before I went, recently I went to get a haircut and I went in, I think I told you about this, they closed at six and it was about ten past five and it was kind of like, oh, what what are you doing in here? Like, no, like, oh, I I don't want to, no, I don't, fuck no, I don't want to cut your hair, I want to go home, man. And you almost feel like you've, you know, you shouldn't be in there and they're going, I'll show you the list, like there's this person in the chair and one to go and you're going to take me too close to six o'clock. You know, in America, it would be, take a seat, man, grab yourself a beer, or shut the door, bang, now I've just locked in another $30 haircut plus a, you're going to have to tip me. Yeah. It's just, you can tell that there's like a different, it's just created a different way that they have to go about things. Mm. And and then they, you know, when you're shopping in a store, for instance, like they're just naturally going to compliment you. Oh, that color looks really good on you. Mm. You're like, you don't get that shit when you're a bloke shopping in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, you know, guys down the back, we'll leave him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you start to notice uh, some of these different things that you could probably then implement into your own life or you realise, okay, just because this is the way that we do it here in New Zealand isn't – and that the two most common words I heard in America were, you're welcome. Like mm. You say thank you and they're always just, you're welcome. Like, you're welcome. It's like a robot mm. and constantly checking in, making sure that everything's okay – and could it be better, or was there anything else that you needed? It's amazing, eh? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It definitely made me think about upping my game in terms of... Well, Free, I, freedom and manners and productivity. Mm, yeah. Who, who would have thought, eh? But basics, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but serving people, and they do it, and they do it really well. Uh, but I think I was going about, about efficiency. So, the yeah, going through the red lights, and then the, the drinks as well. And then we get to the airport. So, this is rookie move. So, we fly out of Kentucky to go to Dallas to then fly to Vegas for our next part of the trip. Now, there's a 1,000 private jets at Kentucky Airport. 1,000 private jets. Now, I read that from, I think, Joe Papalino or whatever his oh name is God, on Twitter. Yeah, he had a photo of it, and we were at the airport, and no shit. So basically, this airport is fucking jacked. Like, it takes like an hour and a half just to get through security. <laughs> and then if you want to get something to eat on the other side of security, well, you can't. Well, you can, but you've got to line up for like yeah, half yeah. an hour at a minimum. And you're just like, holy shit. And you're shit. hungover. And yeah. yeah. You're, you're lying on the floor just going, put me down. Just put a fork in me. So it's basically you, you Google your flight and it's like, yeah, it's delayed. And so then we're going to miss our connector to get to Vegas. And you just go, oh, God. Um, but anyway, I'm, like, I'm not lining up for one of those because you're not used to it. So you're thinking, I'm not lining up for half an hour. Just literally go to Starbucks. Mm. And they, fuck, they love Starbucks over there. Anyway, um, <laughs> I see this, this, uh, this fridge. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And basically... You swipe your credit card and it unlocks the door and then you take out of the fridge what you want and then it just sends you a receipt for what you took out. Wow. So I got myself a little cheese and crackers, a drink and uh, a couple of different things to test it to see. the sensor goes off and sends the bill to your card and charges it and away you go. Yeah, then I get a receipt with literally the pictures of all the things that I took. So they're obviously weighted and I thought, wow, that's cool. 
And then in Vegas, I saw the same thing, but they headed out the front of Subway. So mm. instead of lining up and getting your Subway made, bang, grab and go. Just swipe your thing, pull the door open, grab it. And they all look quite similar. So I'm like, how the hell do they know the perfect weight uh, to, to charge you? <laughs> They're smarter than you, boy. Yeah. But again, just examples of efficiency, yeah. right? Shit, I remember when I was in Singapore and then, yeah, I'm going down to the underground train or whatever and you go through the gate and I'm looking around thinking, how the fuck do I do this? You just pay wave your card. There's no yeah. fucking ticket thing that you oh. need, and like a get, get a jumbo card or something like yeah, why the, the Auckland City My Club card to get on a fucking bus. Yeah, you just pay wave off you go done, and when you get off, it tells you it charges how much it is. I was like, man, we do things backwards, eh? Like we add in yeah. extra steps that are so unnecessary. Interesting thing too. I go to this race day, hundred fifty thousand people there. Wow, didn't feel like it. Like, wasn't a long line to get in. To be it? honest, if I saw your, a few of your stories on Instagram, and I was like, it, I was saying at one point, I was like, shit, it doesn't look packed. Nah. Nah, it was Interesting, weird. eh? Yeah. But so, gigantic grounds, I guess. Yeah, they, yeah that's it. And they yeah. squeeze people into, like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people have come in from all around America to go to this, and it's sort of the, it's quite a big uh, traditional event. It's been 149 years, so next year's the 150th running. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, and so there's quite a, the locals go on the Thursday, there's a ladies day on the Friday, they had about uh, 100,000 at that, or just under, and then 150,000 to the Derby the next day. But they just bang, race three days in a row. We did good on the Friday, Saturday we were up and down, Yeah, uh, and then Vegas, oh, that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) I think that joint is rigged. Um, But I'll take you through a few notes that I made, because it was interesting throughout the entire uh, trip. And I just made some quick notes of different things that I sort of saw or picked up on. Now, on the plane, I sat next to my mate, but then next to him was a dude who was from America and he'd been in Australia for a wedding. His family lives in Australia. He stayed behind. Now, this dude was building a, a business and he's got about 22 staff. He had a very clear goal of what the turnover he wanted it to get to. And then when it got to that turnover, he would sell it. So towards the end of the flight, I was asking him, you know, what, um, you know, what do you know about New Zealand? What's happening in America? Uh, all those different types of things. And man, he was hard down the, the rabbit hole of like, um, yep, we're getting a, a central bank digital currency. Yeah. And did you know that um, your your Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern... I've heard that it's almost like common knowledge over there. It was very like, he was like, man, I, I was like, okay, so we're talking about this in New Zealand and we're saying, we know it's coming. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but it's a, it was, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was, and now it's like, okay, maybe it is, and now it's sort of, okay, well, what are you doing about it if you're freaking out about it and no one's got any answers? He's like, oh, yeah, man, so I've got some farmland now, so we've got a, a way that we can, like, jump off the grid if we need to and I've prepared for that and my family have said, you know, we can go when we need to go and stuff and we've got guns and shit and I'm like, <laughs> okay, Freedom, <thank> baby. <laughs> yeah. What did so, he say about our Prime Minister? So he was saying to me how, um, he's like, oh, you know, I can't remember what he, he didn't like term her a bad name but he was basically like, she's kind of leader of the pack of of the, you know, that the World Economic Forum, yeah, that, global that type of stuff, and yeah, yeah, and you know, you know that she met with uh, the Blackstone crew just before she resigned, and you know, <laughs> do you know what the, that's going on? These like, fuck, man, I'm not making this up. Like, look it up, and so <laughs> that's I'm like, all true, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. But anyway, um, there was a big video that was circulating for quite some time where someone recorded it off their TV screen, where it was literally just a news article about how she'd been there, yeah. and then it kind of looked like this crazy thing going on where she was walking out of Blackstone, and <laughs> and so it went viral, but 
he was, uh, yeah, really interesting dude. And anyway, I gave him a couple of stats. I was like, oh, mate, you know, 22 staff. I was like, in New Zealand, you'd probably be in a, in a sort of top 3% of, of employers. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Shit. I said, uh, look, mate, uh, only about 13%, probably 15% of businesses turn over over a million dollars, have sales over a million dollars. And he was like, he looked at me and he was like, what, like, you mean they just don't care? <laughs> And I was like, mate, um, no, yeah, it's, it's frowned upon to do that in New Zealand. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is a nation of small businesses and there's, uh, you know, there's not too much <laughs> going on in terms of the amount of people that you can potentially sell things to. So, yeah, that was, that was very, very interesting uh, and quite funny. I was like, oh, man, is this what all Americans are going to be like for the, for the rest of the trip? But this dude was pretty clued up and knew about New Zealand. And when I got into America, you could tell that most people had – no idea. When we said we were from New Zealand, they're like, oh, okay. And and even before, if if they, I think they're smart enough to not guess where you're from, They, but if they do, they're like, oh, are you from England? Oh, really? And you're like, oh, kind of. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just but around you the say, corner. Like, nah, 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 from New Zealand. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But you can tell they're like, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Anyway, then we get in this, uh, we get in the cab with um, a taxi driver from LA, and so I start asking him, okay, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from El Salvador. Oh, interesting. Like, ah, I know a little bit about El Salvador. Yeah, wow. And I said, oh, you've got a real young uh, president, don't you? Oh, amazing man, amazing man, doing great things. He's tidied up our, our country. I would, I would, a long time, or not many years ago, I would never go back there. Yeah. Now I would go back there. Um, he's put 58,000 people behind bars, and... And so, yeah, he was, he was very... Uh, They're all very proud of him, yeah. Yeah. And proud so of their leader. We were asking, oh, is there a risk that he'll get assassinated? And he said, well, I think that they're trying, but they haven't succeeded yet. President Bukele. So I think they're trying to implement Bitcoin over there, aren't they? Well, they it's have. It's already done. It's, part, it's, it's legal tender there. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use that or US dollars because they're a dollarized nation. Um, and yeah, they you can use both. If the person accepts it, you can buy with it. So fascinating case study to go and have a look at uh, El Salvador if you are interested in that. But I asked him, and I started trying to ask people of this in America and just to see what their response was, but I asked him, what's the best thing about the USA? And interestingly, as we do as humans, his first thought that his brain gave him went straight to the negative. Mm -hmm. So he didn't even answer the question. I said, what's the best thing about New Zealand? And he said, "Um, the killings are getting bad there. In the USA? Yeah. And it's, it's expensive here now. And I'm thinking, well, shit, man, we've only had a few days here, but we're about to, uh, well, sorry, we've only just landed here. So this was in LA before we'd even gone off to uh, Kentucky and then into Vegas and stuff like that. But um, then we did a bit of a tour of uh, of LA on the one night that we had there. Then we had to go to the airport and, and head off to the races. But interestingly... When we got to Kentucky, I rolled past this dude in the street, and he's just got a, a knife strapped to the side of him. But, Jesus. But, but covered up. And then I started to notice, well, wow, these people have got guns around here. Oh, yeah. So in Kentucky, any person over 21 who is eligible to lawfully possess a firearm under state and federal law may carry concealed deadly weapons concealed on or about his or her person. So basically, like anyone over Once 21, you're, 21 you're on. you can roll in and you can grab... Uh, a weapon, a gun or a knife, and you just conceal it and make sure it's covered up, Yeah, and you're rolling around. And it's very noticeable, all the security guards have got pistols and stuff, and then yeah. we're at the races, and these dudes have got massive guns. Yeah, And of course, naturally, once we've had a few drinks, we're like, fuck, let's get a photo. I mean, fuck, I don't want to get into a gun debate, but like, you can kind of see how 
that creates that freedom thing. Like they seem to, they do seem to have a lot of fucking school shootings and shit from sickos. But like, if everyone's got a gun, you don't fuck with anyone. Yeah, it's, so you yeah. don't you don't ram raid because you're gonna get fucking shot. That's what I was trying to figure out, like how they, you know, because we're obviously quite far the other way. But I was like, well, their justification must be that people may feel a bit safer or yeah it's weird right because like well we can't say we haven't had a mass shooting now but like we definitely don't have them like america seems to have them yeah um but yeah it's a weird one eh? like they have extremists too and they get hold of the guns but it does seem like i remember being there and seeing it and it's just so normal but also someone's got a gun strapped to their belt like you're not gonna if you bump their shoulder on the street, you're gonna go. You're not gonna go. Fuck you, man. Yeah. You're probably gonna go. Sorry, sir. Yeah. You know, like if they've got a gun, I'm probably not gonna call up, like rinse them out. <laughs> and they are massively like that. They were in Kentucky. They were so polite to each other. And yeah. you know, if they got in your way or if they bumped into you just like that, yeah. yeah. So it probably does breed a bit of that. But that that was quite weird to see. And then, yeah, these dudes like SWAT type dudes, and they had these massive machine guns and so we were like oh you know in New Zealand there's absolutely no way that a police officer would be rolling around at an event like this and they were like what you fucking serious it's like you know how many crazy people will be here anything <laughs> could fucking happen man we allow the drugs and we just test them <laughs> <laughs> so they had these massive uh, massive guns on them but anyway so we got out of there there was uh, hundreds of thousands of people ripping into uh, a big weekend there again quite noticeably expensive just going out for dinner this is probably the I think if you, like, no one seemed to be complaining about it too much or saying, oh, I'm not eating there, that's expensive. Like, everything was busy, everything was cranking. Mm-hmm. Um, in Kentucky as well, pretty sure Kentucky, home of uh, Muhammad Ali, so I think the airport's named after him. Okay. And then Kentucky Fried Chicken, of course, as well. Yeah. Which stupidly didn't test at the airport because it was on the wrong side of security. So I thought, oh, we'll try that on the other side. But I have a feeling happen. it's the same 11 secret herbs and spices, mate. So <laughs> <you've>, <laughs> Um, but yeah, you go out for dinner, and by the time you spent the American dollar, mm. you're like, holy shit! It is uh, you're basically like one point six. So a hundred dollars US, you'd be looking at one hundred and sixty Kiwi. But for three of you to get fed and have a drink each, sort of thing, you might be looking at sixteen bucks for a rum and coke or a, like a Kentucky bourbon and coke sort of mm. thing. You try in their local stuff and bringing all this greasy food, you might be 250 US. Then you've got to add a tip on top of that. They suggest anywhere from minimum 15% to 20. So much power in that dollar, eh? Yeah. And then Fuck. whack, like you convert that to New Zealand, you think, lads, like that dinner just cost us <laughs> nearly half of a rack, you know, 500 <laughs> yeah. bucks. It's crazy, so man. that was quite uh, interesting. But anyway, went to Vegas. Vegas is on a different level because I think they know that you know, it's tourists coming in, they're going to spend, and, and they don't really care. You don't go to vent to Vegas to save a dollar, do you? No. So they know that, and then they capitalise on it, which is fair enough. So I read something like 5% of people go to Vegas to gamble. Like, that's their main reason that they go. But something like 73% of people end up gambling by the time yeah, they leave. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. That yeah. is so good. And we got, <laughs> on the second to last day, we got an Uber, and it was a Tesla, which is pretty cool. Quite a few Tesla Ubers over there. Nice. Got a couple of those, actually. And basically, it was someone who'd lived in Vegas for 20 years. And he basically said, you know, us locals, we don't visit the Strip. Like, we're not that stupid. And he said, the Strip don't like the locals, and the locals don't like the Strip. Because, oh, interesting. Yeah, the Strip know that the locals aren't going to spend. Yeah. And the locals know that the Strip are going to rip them off. Yeah, yeah. 
So as an example, like, you know, we stayed in MGM, our apartment or hotel, sorry, looked out to New York, New York, which is another hotel. And you think, shit, that's just across the road. But fuck, it takes you like 15 minutes to walk there <laughs> by the time you go away. through the ca- yeah, casino. <laughs> and, and anyway, you cross over the road, you go there because they've got this roller coaster. So each hotel sort of got some sort of attraction about yeah. it. So they've got this roller coaster. We're like, let's, let's go do that. It was staring at us the whole time. <laughs> And we go and do it. And I think it was something like um, it might have been fifty nine US each, Holy just to shit. ride it once. That's like a theme park pass. Yeah, <laughs> and this is what they do. And then they they just have mastered upselling everything or bolting on another cost. So cool. So basically, we're like, cool, we'll do that. You get to the front of the line. He's like, hey lads, what do you got in your pockets? Like, oh, phones and shit, but they're pretty tight. He's just like, nah, can't come on here with that. You have to get a locker. Oh yeah, what's the locker? Oh, it's just a, just, <laughs> just, it's just a dollar to unlock. I'm like, okay, well that's actually not too bad. It's only a dollar. But they just do this like everywhere. Like everything you do, there is some kind of uh, an extra barrier. Yeah. But you are anchoring it. You are thinking, well, I've already paid for this. Like, let's just do it. And basically you use this, yeah, that you use this locker for your one turn on the bloody... <laughs> 59 US dollar roller coaster. Yeah. But another very good example of this, so two, like the most gruntiest, and this is sickening. So one of the lads wanted to go, before we went, was like, right, I want to go on a helicopter into the Grand Canyon. And it's a bit of the thing to do when you go to Vegas. And I think it was 1700 US before we even left. So we'd paid for it before we went. Yep. So we get there, and they're like, hey, like, sweet, um, just to let you know, there's a $30 fuel charge per head for each of you. So After paying for 17. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so, so good. 90 US for the fucking fuel surcharge. It's like, <laughs> you want to see the price of fuel in New Zealand? Yeah. And then they're like, hey, do any of you want to sit up the front? And we're like, oh, definitely. Oh, sorry. Was this because fuel prices had gone up? Is that what they're saying? I've no idea, mate. Oh, no. Just, you're, you're not even, just, you're, just, you're just having a pay it. Like yeah. You've got, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so then it's like, oh, um, do any of you want to sit up the front? And we're thinking, well, that'd be pretty cool. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that'd be $50 per head to sit up the front. But only two people can. So we'll like we'll let you know if you can. It's all done on weight and who's going to be in your cart. And we're just <laughs> like, way too much admin. Fuck this. Like, so we didn't, we didn't pay for that. But that would have been another... Hundred bucks. Only two people could go so good. to the front. And then you do your trip, and it is to be fair, it's probably a couple of hours by the time you do it. Apparently, it's pretty fucking amazing too. Yeah, the canyon is. Uh, I've done it twice now. I land. I didn't land in it the first time. I just flew like around oh, yeah. it. You don't. You don't go to the very bottom of it, like down to the water. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd just say, fuck. You could probably do it on a Virch VR headset and save yourself two and a half thousand New Zealand if there's three of you. <laughs> uh, but it is. It is a pretty impressive feature yeah. uh, of America but also then they say you're going into land and it's like well look you know t- tips aren't compulsory but they are very much appreciated <laughs> and you're getting this upsell the whole time of like oh man chopper pilots don't get paid too much here and like it's, oh. it's interesting we don't get paid this what, much af- like after the 1700 or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, especially when we've got like you know we've got people's oh your lives in our hands, but you know we don't. And you're like, I'm like, holy this shit, is blackmail. Yeah. So we have to tip this dude fifty bucks. We didn't have to, but we did. So yeah. there's another fifty US. So that's basically what like eighty bucks Kiwi. Yeah. Um. And anyway, so we we do that, and I'm like, right, boys, should we go play this Top Golf? So Top Golf is a just a driving range. So cool. Yeah, and it's fucking cool. It's set up, and again, like another forty eight minute walk to to get to this place. <laughs> it looks like it's just around the corner. You get there, and they just do everything kind of like sexy. So. 
you get to the bottom and you say, look, there's, there's three of us, and they go, cool, could you key in your cell phone number? So you do that, and they're like, oh, you haven't been here before? I'm like, no, no, I have not been here before. They're like, oh, okay, there'll be $5 to sign up. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> hang on, shit. hang on, what? So five bucks US to sign up. And they're like, yeah, you know, that's, um, but, you know, if you come back again, you won't have to do that. I'm like, oh, that, oh, thank you so much. That's, I'm so appreciative of that. See you in 2032. So we go up to this booth, like booth 321, and then, like, my name's on the screen because I've given them all my details downstairs, including my email address. So I'm like, fuck, I've paid $5 to get into your funnel to now start getting yeah, your marketing yeah, emails. So I go up, and then the boys try and add their name, and it's like, oh, into your phone number? You haven't been there either. We're going to have to add $5 to your bill. <laughs> I'm like, why don't they just tell us this downstairs? <laughs> and then you get a person who comes and serves you for the day and basically you're like your hour has started on the clock and you can key in different games. You're just whacking these balls. And it is pretty efficient and it's like it's good good technology. Um, but yeah, basically you, you get some grog and stuff if you want to have a couple beers and then you're paying extortion amounts for those and then bang, you've got to tip your server yeah. as well. But what they do over there is they collect your card right at the start and then they basically authorise it yeah, and then you keep adding cost to it. So paying for your golf, getting some rounds, might want some food and then they you know bring you your bill at the end and say, well, this is what it is. But then they say, oh, do you, you know, you should probably tip us. So then you add your tip as well. And then you're, but you've already got your card back by that stage. So it's quite, like, it's quite smooth how they do it. Yeah. And then, bang, you know, you're out of there. And uh, they've already. <laughs> so good, man. I yeah. just love this shit, eh? Yeah. So it was, uh, it was. I feel like if you ran like $5 to sign up to your email funnel in New Zealand, your company would go broke here. Yeah, 100%. Like people would just be like, $5 to come in the door, fuck off. Eight, that's $8 Kiwi basically. Yeah. Yeah, or individually. Yeah, imagine if you said to someone going to um, like, nah, like I bowling. I want, to, I want the bucket of balls to hit for five, for $8. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, excuse me, Sally, you haven't brought your kids here before. That'd I wonder be $8 if we're each. just fucking poor, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, it did make me wonder, like are they just, they know that it's tourists and they know that you're going to do it, so they just know how to get money out of your pocket. Mm. But it, the guy in the Uber did say, like, they've, they've figured out how to monetize everything. Mm. And he said, you used to be able to come and watch, I think it was hockey there, and that was, like, the, the event you could do. It's like, now 25 bucks US to park, yep. even for, for the locals. So they've just, they've just put a dollar value on absolutely, like, everything that you try and do. That's clever, though, right? Like, like marketing-wise... Most of the world knows what the strip is. Yeah. You know, like, that didn't happen by itself. That's some clever people that spent a long time basically building the strip as a brand. Yeah. So that, you know, five billion people know exactly what it is and they all want to go there at some point in their lives and expect to come home with zero dollars. Yeah. That's fucking clever. 44 million people go through the strip a year. Go through Vegas a year. Wow. So that's like basically 10 of our countries once you strip out the people who couldn't trade, like younger people yeah, and older yeah. people who, who couldn't get on a plane yet. Yeah. You know, that's that, <laughs> so cool, man. That is uh, a lot. And they've got, you know, they hustle you hard. So you've got um, superstars on the on the strip and they're dressed up in costumes. Yeah. And, and basically you need to ask them first, like, what do I need to tip you for a photo? Because they'll say, let's get a photo, and then if you don't tip them enough, and I saw this happening, and they're just like, whoa, whoa, fuck no, not a dollar, not five. Like, this is a 20 minimum. And they start to create quite a scene, and you start, oh, holy shit, because there's all these people around and, and stuff. And so, forced to. Yeah, and you just hand over your 20, and you've got your shit photo <laughs> of some guy dressed up as 
fuck knows what. So, <laughs> but the, the biggest reward of all is that they. Um, so in the in the strip, you you can't find a bank. You can barely find an ATM machine. But if you do find an ATM machine, it's like maximum withdrawal two hundred three hundred dollars. But everywhere you go in a casino, you can find a. ATM. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As so soon you, as you have to go into a casino to get money out. <laughs> as soon as you put your card in there, guess yeah. what it says? Oh, would you like to withdraw your own money? That'd be $10 US, thank you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then it says, oh, this card's from New Zealand. The exchange rate is basically like 1.8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Way so worse. I withdrew 500 bucks a couple of times US and was just like basically logged into internet banking by like $945. Oh, gone. Almost double. And you might be like, okay, well, I'm going to try and win this jackpot whilst I'm here. So whack, 100 in there. 30 seconds later, it's gone. And you're like, holy shit, what happened there? Quick bit of roulette. I'll oh, play some blackjack, see how I go. Oh, I'm going okay here. So yes, I will have a couple of those free drinks. Oh, you need to tip me to get those. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'll tip you some of my remaining coins. And then you're like, okay, you get rolled on your blackjack, but you've got your free drink. And then you think, shit, I've only got 100 bucks left. US and you're like fuck these drinks actually cost me 400 US but really like they're, they're a thousand bucks and there, there was a few times where we you know we would go down for breakfast or something or we'd go to do something and we'd come back and we've just like holy shit lads we've just rinsed a thousand New Zealand I was going to say so like the, it's commonly believed that when you're in the casino in Vegas the drinks are free yeah but how much are you tipping these people for your free drinks? Yeah, you don't have to tip them too much, to be okay. fair. Like, you could tip them a one or a two or three or even five okay. bucks or whatever. They don't seem to, like, if you give them a five or a ten, they're not like, oh, my God, thank you so much. They're just like, thank you. No, no matter if you give them a one or a ten, it's weird. We couldn't get a vibe for, like, yeah, how much we're supposed to be giving volume. them. Just give me whatever and I'm putting it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're rolling around, uh, you know, giving out these free drinks and stuff. But, I mean, admittedly, it was it was, the service was quite fast as well. Like, it didn't take ages, but... Yeah, I mean it ain't free because you are just uh, yeah yeah you you were losing. What a place, eh? God yeah. bless America. God bless America. So, mate, that was an expensive lesson. I would well, it wasn't an expensive lesson, but I mean, luckily, I was in a position where I'd built up cash to be able to go, and I was basically like, look, I've been looking forward to this for about six years. You and planned for this, and you knew that it, the exchange rate was going to fuck you, and the inflation yeah. was going to be a problem, and yeah, and then it, you just had to go through with it. <laughs> but it was it's interesting for me that there wasn't. Like, I wasn't rolling around being like, oh, man, this place is about to be in a recession, or people weren't talking about it. Mm. Uh, people didn't seem to be, like, everywhere you went was busy. And I don't know if it was just tourists, or I guess it probably is, but even in Kentucky, it just didn't feel like it was struggling, or mm. that it was, you know, on the brink of collapse, or, yeah, there was no real signs and I was asking a few people just about different things and like oh do you know do you like your president and they're very open like oh well I did vote for him but he hasn't really done much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that and they're just yeah they're very they'll just tell you how it is but they're yeah. not like oh fuck man like this is bad or yeah which is strange so I think we did that podcast about the US dollar going under and whatnot and you know you messaged me whilst I was over there and it's you know it's a it's a, it's a long way to go for it to happen fuck but, yeah I don't think people uh, realize how strong it is. Mm. It is, fuck man, it is grunty. And they're so patriotic. Like they will this not go what, down without a fight. This is what, uh, like kind of the freedom thing. Someone told me that um, the difference between like Americans in America and New Zealanders in New Zealand is Americans are patriotic to their country, not their government. Mm. So they'll, they'll, they will 
bleed for their country, but not for their government. They don't trust their government, and they never have ever since the constitution was put in place. Yeah. Whereas New Zealand, we trust our government. I think it's gone beyond trusting our government, like where a lot of people think that the government are going to solve all their problems. Yeah, exactly. Over there, it's like, those guys are useless, always have been, always will be, I'll fucking carry a gun. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's a completely different thing, right? Yeah. And guess which is the more powerful country, New Zealand and America? (laughs) Well, they do also have the scale, right? But I mean, just to go back to that very quickly, the um, you know, there's there's a, a you wouldn't have seen this, but there's they're trying to get people to finish their census, and I I'll get this wrong word for word, but I have recorded it because I know that like I I want to go. This is, is this like where a, they're giving out Warriors tickets or something? No, I don't know about that. But if oh. they are, fuck, I'm keen. <laughs> I wouldn't have done my census, I would have got some. <laughs> but there's a, a Maori woman saying, um, "Come on, guys, do your census. They're going to help us achieve all our dreams." I'm like, what the fuck? That it's is disgusting, really. What the hell? Like, how has that been signed off? Shouldn't the Broadcasting Standards Authority be like, hang on, <laughs> hang on, you can't be saying that. The Broadcasting um, Standards Authority is funded by the government. Well, so I've actually got a screen recording of that. I was going to post something up and be like, how is this even legal? But I do think, yeah, over here we do seem to, I think we've got this growing like false sense of like, oh, the government will solve everything for mm. me or you know the other day I saw that um, you know first home owners are potentially not being able to settle on their properties and mm. someone's like you know what, what are the government doing to solve this and I'm like oh I don't know if this is a government thing for them to step in to solve no it's not but um, you know I think we we increasingly thinking that they're going to come and do all this stuff whereas you know I, I don't know what the well difference. people are going to believe that after they turned the money printer on last time yeah because they conditioned the whole fucking country to believe that they would. So it's their own fault. Um, but, yeah, it, hopefully it's a one-off, but I doubt it is, mate. I think they'll see more. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mate, America, I, I loved it. I think the the most common thing we got asked was, wow, like you flew all the way over here for this. And we're like, yeah. And they're like, fuck. Like they just couldn't <laughs> believe it. That's really cool. Yeah, they just thought, unbelievable that we'd come They would for. be proud. Yeah, yeah, just for a week, and um, you know, a week's definitely not long enough to you can you got to you know no. you can only see a couple of things because you lose days traveling. It's just um, it's it's brutal, but you know, cool. They they have the national anthem, and you look, and there's you know everybody standing up at the racetrack, yeah. and there, there ain't no one sitting down. And if you were, you would be like a hey, fucking stand up. And yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people have got their hand on their heart, and then they are. You know, the, the person singing it is killing it 80% of the way in. It's like cheering and clapping for her and stuff. And then she closes it out and it's like, yes, everybody loses their shit. And yeah. That, <laughs> just that, so much pride and patriotism, eh? They are. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, the other thing that was real funny too is because there's 150,000 people at this racetrack, just like back to old school days where there's just 24-7 just a plane going around with a big banner out the back. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we're like, what is that one? I can't remember what it said, but it was basically like, we're like, oh, well, let's Google. Oh, I was like, come and play here or something or come and play with me. And well, I was like, fuck, got to be a casino. There must be a casino around here. <laughs> and uh, anyway, no, it's like a, por- uh, sorry, not porn, but a... Um, like a adult store or something oh, like yeah. that, and they've just got this plane like buzzing around for <laughs> the in, so entire good. time. So a bit of that old school stuff, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Would highly recommend at some stage in your life get over to the states if you can or if you can afford it, uh, if you get the opportunity to. But you're going to need a fair bit of coin, that's for sure. Yeah, man. I guess yeah, that it's pr- like I guess in, in certain ways the people on the ground there that know no other way don't realize. I hate using the word privilege, but there is a privilege to being in a 
in a capitalistic society of that scale. Mm. Like the the benefits that America have now over so many other countries is so great. Yeah, I, I found my brain like walking around being like, oh my God, like imagine how many people you could sell this to or maybe like, yeah. oh no, one of these people kill it in insurance because yeah. look at all these people. Yeah. And yeah. You only need to get 10% of them and you're a fucking multi-millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, even you, you leave the casino floor to walk to your hotel room and before you get to the lifts, there is a convenience store either side. Yeah. And, and it's bright and it's lit up and it's kind of, they've obviously figured out what are the perfect things you're probably going to want before you go back <laughs> to yeah. your room and it's just, it's way more expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they... they Kings of convenience, man. Yeah. Very good marketing plays over there. Anyway, mate, it is good to be back, uh, but I'm not back for long. Where are you off to? Philippines Saturday, baby. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's good, eh? Yeah. I think that'll be a little bit different than Vegas. Well, I did look up, so we're going to Clark in the Philippines, and I was like, okay, started to get my feet back under the desk and uh, get my shit together, and I was like, righto, what are the main attractions or things I could be thinking about in Clark? It's like, Clark is well known for its casinos and gambling. I'm like, oh, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. I can't take any more of this. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm just trying to. Tidy myself up from using all these, losing all these US dollars, and now I'm about to, uh, yeah, go and have a crack at losing. What's the some. weather like in the Philippines at this time of year? Thirty-two degrees, but thunderstorms and and rainy and stuff. And stuff, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. But uh, hey, cool. that's all right. Oh, the other interesting thing from the US, and I had a conversation with uh, someone from the media on the way back. Actually, really good lad, and we both had a, a very common thought. But you can tell in America they're trying to go on this kind of more greener sustainable type buzz mm-hmm. and but they've just got like it's just so contradictory that it's funny when you come from a country like New Zealand so as an example you know there's this uh, Vietnamese place in one of the airports and they've got a big sticker saying like proudly plastic straw free here yeah and I was like oh wow good on you you don't have any plastic straws <laughs> And I'm like, could I please get the Vietnamese noodle soup or whatever? They're like, yeah, yep, yeah, sweet, have here. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have here. They're like, cool, bang, massive plastic container, <laughs> filling it up, bang, plastic lid. Um, oh, would you like a, a, a drink? I'm like, yeah, I'll have a drink, <laughs> big plastic container, plastic lid. Oh, here's your paper straw. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, that happened to me in Melbourne. I was like, yeah. you idiots. But Thanks, yeah. guys. And then bang, like all of it's just straight into the bin. <laughs> yeah. but, but even like, at the races, they are... Uh, when that they're serving, there's two sort of traditional drinks so on the Friday. There's these pink lilies, which are basically vodka cranberries, and on the Saturday is uh, like a local Kentucky bourbon mm-hmm. with Coke or something. And they come in these cool, like themed Kentucky Derby cups on yeah. both days, and they're like full, strong plastic. And you basically just bang them and then straight into the bin. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I saw uh, my mate at the airport, he was basically like to me, man, it, um, just the, the wastage. And he'd been on a different journey to us. Yeah. Um, but he's just like, man, it's just like the amount of fucking waste here. It just makes you think, what, what's it all for? Like yeah. back, back in, in little old New Zealand. macroeconomic guys over there like talk about the consumerism behavior of America and how they don't even understand the cost of it, eh? Yeah. Like, but also, it's an, it's you know, there's people now that are doing like the Pacific Ocean plastic cleanup, and you know they're all funded by billionaires in America. So there we go. Win some, you lose some. Smart people will figure out prob- uh, solutions to these problems. Well, I hope you have enjoyed a deep dive. Well, a quick deep dive into uh, going to America. I uh, I hope that I've covered uh, some of the the main things there that we got through and. 
I'm looking forward to getting back there at some stage. I think I'll go, the next time I go, I'll go for a longer time and and try and see a bit more like I did the first time. But funny story before we go, so my mate, he, <laughs> he, comes, off a farm, he comes off a farm in Waverley. So you might have to Google that if you want to see where Waverley is. Close to Wanganui here in New Zealand. And he goes, when we leave Kentucky, he's like, man, if I was to do this again, I... I think I'd just hire a car and drive rather than flying, eh? Like, just get to see a bit more of the country. And we're like, me and my mate who lives in Sydney, we're like, oh, really? And we're like, what, what do you reckon that driver's from Kentucky to Vegas? He's like, I don't know, like, fuck, six-hour drive or something? We're like, try 26 hours, mate. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> drive the whole of New Zealand in that time. Yeah, so it just, it's oh, just... Oh, mate, I'm fired up. I want to go. Yeah, get over there. Righto, team, we'll see you on the next pod. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if you haven't already.